Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcottawa.org. What is your story? What's your story? What story do we tell ourselves about ourselves, about life? What is our story? What's the, what's the story of your life, of your family? What's the story of First Baptist Church, Ottawa? What's the story? We like to tell stories about origins, about how things come to be. Stories of families and stories of lives and stories. We tell stories at, at, in remembering loved ones. We tell stories at bedsides during loved ones' last hours and last days. We tell stories. We seek to remember well stories. And, and at Christmas, we really love stories. I mean, we love stories to tell. We love stories straight from Scripture. We love children's story books. We love to tell the story over and over again. What's the story? What's your story? And what story is being told to us in the Christmas story? Now, we like to wrap it up in nice bows. We like to tell the story. I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like we just get out a bunch of Clorox and we wipe all the dirt off the story and we get sandpaper and we sand the edges off the story. But that's not my story. Is it yours? That's not our story. That's not the story of the nation or the story of things around the world. I mean, sanded off edges and, and Cloroxed germs, like, that's not the way the story is. And the story that was read this morning, like, that's not exactly a clean, wrapped in a bow story. There's all kinds of, can you feel the butterflies in the story of Joseph? And Mary, can you feel the butterflies? Can you feel the anxiety? Can you feel your blood pressure rise? Can you feel the sweat on your brow? Can you feel your heart beating fast and wondering, whatever shall I do? Like the unsaid, the unspoken in the story, like there's so much there in the story. Joseph is betrothed. He's basically married. They just haven't begun to live together. They haven't consummated the relationship, but they were legally, it was binding. They were married and Joseph finds out that Mary is expecting a child. Now, all of a sudden, the story is not so tidy and clean. Can you imagine in today's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tabloids at the grocery store and at Walmart, can you imagine the way the story would have been told? And maybe it would have been told at early on. Maybe, maybe it was only after Jesus became, you know, more renowned. Like, he starts working miracles and starts to get a following. Can you imagine how the story we read this morning would have been preyed upon? And the only difference is we just have more access to information. If you go back in the historical records, there's all kinds of questions and theories and, and things written about how this really happened, but the story before us is trying to tell us what really happened. 
the story before us is a story that says God God works in the midst of our messy lives he works he works in the midst of when when we have butterflies in our stomach when we're not sure what the ending is it's like God if God were writing a musical he I may not get the musical term right so forgive me Alan but but he works he works especially well with suspended chords. You know the chords that you're waiting to be resolved? Like the ones that's like, oh, that doesn't sound right with you, and, and it just leaves hanging there. It, there. Joseph is living in some suspended, discordant, waiting to be resolved chords here because he finds out that his betrothed, his wife, in our terms, Mary is expecting his child, and he knows that he hadn't played that part in the story. You see, he knows he hadn't played that part in the story, and so he's disturbed, and he tries to figure out what to do, and it says he, did, he chooses to put her away quietly and move on with his life and hope that she can move on with hers, but she's going to be vulnerable. He's probably going to be stained with the potential scandal. But then if he, even if he were to take her as his wife, stories are going to be told. He's probably going to be shamed, made fun of. It's not, it's not a pretty piece of wrapping paper with a nice and pretty bow. I'm really God, glad that God works in the midst of messed up stories, aren't you? I'm really thankful that God maybe does some of God's very best work in the midst of stories that aren't so neat and tidy and clean. Because I don't know about you, but is every story neat and tidy and clean? Is any story neat and tidy and clean? So here we have Joseph with, with all the consternation that's going on, and it, he makes a choice that he's going to act at least what seems to him to be honorable until now God shows up again. God shows up through a dream. Joseph hearing in a dream kind of reminds us of another Joseph, you know, uh, who was the interpreter of dreams. Joseph, the coat of many colors, Joseph who is thrown in jail, Joseph, who forgives his brothers for selling him into slavery, kind of reminds us of that other dreamer, Joseph. Joseph obeys the voice of God in a dream, and it says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. I'm pretty sure that didn't feel neat and tidy yet. I'm pretty sure that that wasn't quite resolved. I think the cord was still suspended as Joseph chooses to take Mary as his wife. And, and the life of faith is going to have many times of waiting for the cord to be resolved, waiting for the grace to show up, waiting for, if you want to go back to the Joseph in Genesis story, waiting for the brothers to come down to Egypt, waiting for the forgiveness, waiting for the word where, where Joseph is now ready to forgive and say what you meant for evil, God meant for good waiting for God's work. So here in the Gospels, Joseph is going to name Jesus, thus Jesus can be, according to the prophet, 
of the line of David. Joseph was in the line of David. Joseph, if he takes Mary as his wife and names Jesus, no matter what part Joseph did or did not play in the story, Jesus would be in the line of David because Joseph, as the legal father, names him. And of course, then the name tells story, Yahshua, Yeshua, Jesus, God saves for he will forgive his people their sins. The story unfolds, and there's starting to be at least some pretty shiny paper. I mean, forgiveness is some of the shiniest wrapping paper of all. Forgiveness is that which, well, it covers over that which is ugly. It covers over that which we want to forget, and covers over that which, well, apparently God does. God blots out our transgressions and remembers them no more, Isaiah 43, 25. Or he, he cast our sins as far as our east is from the west and remembers them no more from Psalm 103. I mean, when it comes to sin, it seems that God has a poor memory and a big heart and lots of gracious um, wrapping paper. He covers over. So this child, Joseph, is now playing a part in the redemption of us all by taking Mary as his wife and by listening to the voice of God that makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. So we have Joseph, honorable, righteous, listening. We have God telling a story, a story of forgiveness, a story of hope, and a story of God's presence, a story of Emmanuel, God with us. It's not just a word. It's not just another one of those times, one of the many times in which Matthew, the writer of the Gospel of Matthew, is intentionally cherry-picking Old Testament prophetic words and, and as a Jewish writer in a Jewish text reminding us that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prediction of the Jewish Messiah or the five books in, in Matthew uh, mirroring the five books of Moses. It's, it's more than that. The greater than Moses is here. God is with us in, in the dirt, in the story in the unresolved cord, in the in-between, while we're waiting. So the angel appears to Joseph, and Joseph is to give Jesus a name, and the explanation is that God is with us. The message for you and I this morning in the midst of our stories, his name is Jesus. And as simple as it sounds, it's as profound as it gets. His name is Jesus, and Jesus loves you. Right in the midst of the story, right where it is, no matter how many loose ends, no matter how many broken pieces, no matter how we feel about it, how we reflect on it, Jesus is with us, loves us, and Jesus is the one who comes to forgive us our sins. The Christmas story is the beginning, the unfolding of the story of redemption that God has says, I will come, I will bear. Jesus, Jesus is, is God saying, I'm going to bear 
your sins. I'm going to cover them. I'm going to wrap you in a, in a robe of righteousness. I'm going to be the father and the prodigal son, God says, and he's going to, God is going to be the one that runs after us. It's the story that God has been telling all along, and it's culminating in the story of Jesus, and Joseph has a part to play. It's a part of listening, trusting, obeying. Trusting that God is actually better than we can imagine, and therefore we can trust the story that seems more discordant and harder than we can imagine. And that He is with us in every question, in every change in life, in every twist and turn, in every time when we think, oh, there's another thing. Oh, the story keeps getting told, the story of our lives. Let the story play a little bit. And I'm going to ask you this morning, I, I bet even if I say let the story play a little bit, there may have been some voices that, that tell the story from a negative slant, but if we're, going to, if we're going to tell the story, we're going to tell the story through the lens of his name is Jesus and he will forgive his people their sins. Now tell the story. I pray you can feel a difference. Emmanuel, God with us, now tell the story. Now tell the story. I had a dream the other night, and I have no idea what it means. I have no idea what it means except one tiny little hint. The dream was like conflating the last three places that God has blessed me and called me to serve as pastor. It was like weaving them all together. It, I was going into what was a church office of a church in Kentucky. And yet that office had been completely remade and redone. And, and then I'm walking by and there's people that I served on staff with in North Kansas City in the dream. And then, then there's a counseling room for somebody that was on staff with me as a counselor in Kentucky at that church and then and then there's a there's a question and then there's like where's my books you know they show me where my office is and it looks like a place where you could live and sleep and everything and, and I said well where's my books I mean that's my question I mean if you know me like that's my question where's my books and there were some and and one of my former staff members says well they're they're here and they pull out books and I'm like well, where's some shelves and that's where the interesting little nuance comes to here got some bookshelves that house some nativity scenes that were given to Cynthia and I by Harmon McKenzie. And in my dream, I thought, oh, I've got some shelves. I've got some shelves. I've got some shelves from Harmon. I say all of that to say the story is that God is... I look back, the story is God is with us in every part of our story. It may not be churches you've served. It may be jobs you've had. It may be journeys with your family. It may be vacation stories. It may be stories of loss and stories of triumph and stories of tragedy. But, but what I'm suggesting this morning, that through the lens of the gospel reading this morning in Joseph, that, that there is hope and that God is with us. That's what I took from my dream, that it, somehow God's weaving all the story together.
I can't see the tapestry. I can't see, I can't see it. But God is with us. God is with us. God is with you in the story. Just as God is with Joseph, and the more we trust that, the more of redemption we see, the more of hope we see. So tell the story. Tell your story. And allow an angel show up and say his name is Jesus. He will forgive his people their sins. He'll forgive you. He already has. He's already made a way. It's just a matter of whether we believe it and trust it or not and whether we can walk standing up straight in light of forgiveness or not. And Emmanuel, God with us. You see, it's not about our performance. It's about God's goodness. It's not about what grade we get. It's about God's grace. So the story, as the candle was lit, it's a story of love. Oh, the Joseph and Mary story had some hiccups in it. It had some questions. And it's a story of love because it's God telling the story. May we live into that story that we can walk knowing God with us. And his name is Jesus, who will forgive his people their sins. Let's pray. Loving God, in the name of Jesus, come walk among us, maybe be aware of your walking among us. May we allow your story, the story you're telling, to frame our story. God, speak to each of our hearts, and may, may we have the awareness of your presence, hearing enough of your voice, that we, like Joseph, recognize that we, are, we have a part to play in the unfolding grand drama of your redemptive love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. We invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 930 in Ottawa, Kansas. You can find more information about our church at www.fbcottawa.org.